0: morning everyone It is wonderful to be with you on this amazing special uh, morning on this special verse um, we're here on a Wednesday which I think is actually really really good because we've kind of we've got past Sunday and I think sometimes when we come to this passage it's kind of uh, sometimes left for Easter Sunday but actually just to think about it and kind of look through it a few days later um, I think will reveal quite um, some new things to us which I'm really excited about today so um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through this passage um, and as you can read already from 1 to 10, we'll read it in a second, but it's just a verse that the whole world kind of just is able to exhale, is able to breathe. This passage is a passage of breathing out of release and relief and thanksgiving and praise and, and I've been given the great privilege to just read through it this morning and I don't want to overcomplicate it um, because this verse speaks so much power. Um, from itself and if you take anything away from this morning um, I just pray that even if you just come back to this verse today or tomorrow um, and just read through it and let the impact of it have its full effect. So what I'm going to do is, is just read through it now. So Matthew, Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 to 10. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and As I've mentioned already, this is it. This is why we as Christians can celebrate Easter. Easter didn't just finish on Good Friday, but it ended through Jesus's resurrection. And the time to party has come. And I mean that every way of cheesiness that that sentence is spoken. The time to party has come. Everything Jesus had spoken about himself was true and everything written about Jesus was fulfilled. This passage is a powerful declaration of truth and outright rebellion against the powers of sin and darkness. This moment that we're reading here was the moment that Satan feared because it is the light that we live in today. When it comes to the passages, amazing passages like this, there are many reasons to rejoice, but I wanted to take this morning just to reorientate ourselves around the core truth of this passage. Like planets orientating a sun, um, let's orientate our lives around this core truth because this is what we live from, that Jesus has risen from the grave and he has defeated death. He is risen. And that truth will never become outdated. It will never become less exciting. It will never, ever lose its power. And it is, I think it's something that we can take for granted. It is a truth I want us to receive afresh this morning, to be like the Marys in our passage, who, when they saw Jesus, they ran to him, they clasped his feet and they worshipped. And in that heartbeat of seeing Jesus, I pray this morning, we just lay, we just come before Jesus and we worship. And I want us to come to that same conclusion. And one author puts it like this. Jesus is not dead. Full stop. And when he rose from the grave against all of Satan's lies and schemes, he guaranteed for you the greatest realities in the world. 2,000 years later, the resurrection still preaches God's relentless commitment to win every victory for you. So this morning, I want it to be fairly simple, to focus on the truth that Jesus has defeated death and, just, and speak three victories. There are many, many, many I could go into this morning, but I just want to speak three over us this morning. I want us just to slow down, Kind of like I was just speaking to Jamie before, like in a cheesy film, you know, when you see, they, you know, one person sees the other person. It's just like the whole film slows down. Just to gaze upon Jesus, to be like the Marys in our passage and worship him, because that is a right and fitting response. So our first victory that I want us to receive and just take in this morning is this. And these are all fairly simple, by the way, but powerful. And the first one is this. God has to dis- God has defeated death for us. Satan thought the grave would hold Jesus, but God rose Jesus from the grave. In Acts we read this, But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And if you believe in him, death cannot hold you either. So Jesus rose to prove that he had defeated death. Until he rose, death seemed to swallow up every ounce of life, And hope from generation after generation. God had promised everlasting life centuries before, but the resurrection revealed it was certain for his redeemed and adopted sons and daughters, which is us here this morning. Number two, God has purchased all of his promises for us. Jesus rose to fulfil all of the promises and warnings in the Old Testament that they were from God. God's promises have always been the only lifeline of hope for those of us living under the supreme death penalty. The resurrection fulfills and clarifies these responses for eternity. It reveals these promises as complete reality that we are able and we live in today. In Acts 10 it says they put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The promises seemed too good to be true until we see and read and hear that God raised Jesus from the dead. Suddenly, what seemed so impossible to man was made wonderfully possible, guaranteed and purchased with God. Number three, No evil can disrupt God's good plans for us. The death of Jesus looked like the single greatest defeat that God's people could ever, ever experience. Instead of ascending to a throne and conquering his enemies, as the people believed that would happen, the promised king had been humiliated and crucified. But at the precise moment when it looked like evil had won, God was wielding every ounce of wickedness, to accomplish his greatest victory. Jesus rose to prove that God is sovereign even over the worst evil in this world. In the ultimate act of rebellion and injustice, God had pivoted history with love to save and satisfy his people. And by raising his son from the dead on Easter, he promised to work all things, including the hardest and most painful things in your life. the good of all his sons and daughters and no greater example is this of Jesus on the cross as the Mary saw Jesus the truth was declared victorious Jesus has risen in his work is the victory we do not need to be afraid of the lies of the enemy but instead in adoration and in celebration gaze upon the living risen Jesus run to him Fall at his feet, receive and declare his victory for us in his resurrection and worship will flow. And in the words of Hosea and in 1 Corinthians, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? And these are the words that we use like swords in the fight that we fight every day. And I'm just going to leave, I'm just going to end with these verses from the song, uh, the hymn, Crown Him With Many Crowns. And then I'll hand back over to Jamie. So I just pray that we just receive these words and we speak them out today. Crown Him the Lord of life, who triumphed over the grave and rose victorious in the strife for those He came to save. His glories now we sing, who died and rose on high, who died eternal life to bring. And lives that death may die. And just like in our passage, I pray that our worship doesn't just stay, but moves us to action as Jesus says, go. So let us go today singing and living in the truth that we have received and been purchased. Amen. George, thank you so much. This morning we prayed from at those places of victory that George spoke about with, with knowing the resurrected Christ. We also prayed for the prayer life of our church, with the prayer meeting happening tonight, Wednesday night, and also the upper Zoom happening, 24 hours of prayer happening again on Saturday the 17th of April. And we prayed that prayer would continue to fuel all that happens in and through our church, and for more and more people to get excited by what God is doing as we join with him in prayer.